0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, February 4th, 2015. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 4, and we're at page 47, paragraph 1. Today's readers are Susie K., Michelle H., Deb W., and Penny C. The reference number for... Tuesday, February 3rd, is 7298. That's 7298. OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy G. to read the 12 steps.
1: Good morning, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Nancy G. in Virginia, the 12 steps of Alcoholic Anonymous. and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked them to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed, and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made, a, made direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10. Continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for the knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these
0: principles in all of our affairs. Pass. Thank you, uh, Nancy. I will now ask Anita L. to read the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning, everyone. This is Anita L. from Philadelphia, recovered for today by the grace of God. The 12 Traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority – Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public re- relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Anita. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our absence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers, is six months. There is no absence requirement for sharing on topics. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the bid book on page 47, paragraph one. I will ask Susie Kaye to begin reading. Good morning, Susie Kaye here, can you
3: hear me? Yes, yes, great, thank 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 you. you. Katie. Thank you for your service. And Susie Kay um, from Maine, um, calling in from Northern uh, northern Florida this morning. When, therefore, we speak to you of God, we mean your own conception of God. This applies, too, to other spiritual expressions which you find in this book. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. At the start, this was all we needed to commence spiritual growth to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Afterward, we found ourselves accepting many things, which then seemed entirely out of reach. That was growth. But if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. And um, so this paragraph is, I, I think, in, in, in my opinion, um, Really asking us to um, learn and, and in a way, I guess, um, be educated, but be open to the idea of learning about what is possible for our life, what is possible for our attitude and our um, the, the way we think and, and realize the world and the energies, out there that are affecting us and for us to begin to believe that, um, that you know, we can have a spiritual life or connection with some sort of spiritual being. And I was most struck um, with the sentence, do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. And for a long time, before I was in recovery, I did not think, I believed that um, I was not eligible to have a spiritual guide in my life. Um, I grew up in a solidly, you know, middle income, upper middle income home. I had really everything I needed. Um, You know, I was not desperate and poor and lacking, um, in any way at all, sort of on a superficial or outward level. Um, I was raised, uh, within an established religion. Um, but, um, I really did, I I don't remember thinking that I had some kind of spiritual connection. So that is just the prejudice that I began with, um, that was my prejudice I had against any spiritual terms. And um, when I came into recovery, when I, when I, um, you know, got the gift of desperation and came into this program and said, I just, I had to, as a part of my powerless, I had to admit that I could not, I could not conquer this um, food addiction by myself. And, and um, was asked to s- start to consider believing that I would need um, some kind of spiritual help in order to recover and um, it, it it took a long time to overcome that prejudice and through reading this big book and studying it with a sponsor and in meetings I came to see and understand as the examples were laid out here of what a spiritual connection might be in this book. I, I first identify with some things that just might might be that spiritual expression that I would need um, um, to recover. And that's all this paragraph says. You know, I only need to um, have the first inklings of, of what that might be. And um, I'm so grateful to have enlarged that, that my relationship with my spiritual expression, my higher power, what I call my unknowable life-giving mystery... And to be
0: recovered. Thank you. Thank you, Susie Kaye. Who else would like to share on this uh, paragraph?
4: Would you repeat the page 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 and the the paragraph? There. It's Larry. Would you repeat repeat the page? I
0: will. Just one moment, please. Just one moment. Okay, I heard Bella and Larry. Who else would like to share? Janet, and Paula. Okay. Let's go with those five. I have Bella, Larry, Janice, Melissa C., and Paula D., and we are on page 47, the first paragraph. Go ahead, Bella.
5: Thank you. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G., and I am a thankfully recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, Katie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line um from honestly honestly asking yourself such a powerful sentence. Uh, before I was in the program I was connected to my own power and I always thought that I am honest, a very honest person. I you know, I didn't lie, I didn't steal. I thought that I am a very honest person. And when I came to the program when I I I realized that I am that I want to be connected to a higher power, to be connected to the power of God, then when I realized, oh no, I was never an honest per- person. I never asked myself things. I was a very p- a people pleaser. I wanted people should think and act and behave. Exactly the way I want. And I saw that I, am, that I want this because I want their goods. Oh, no. Now that I am in the program and I know what mean honestly, I know that I was connected to my own power. I wanted to please people. I wanted people should love me and accept me. I didn't know what honest means. Thank you, God. That now I am in the program. I know I am powerless. <coughs> Sorry. I know that I am connected to the power of love and accepting. Now I know what honest mean. And yes, I I learn to accept myself that I am human and I have my character defect. Thank you, God. That now I am in the program. I am not afraid anymore to face reality and sometimes to ask, to ask myself, Bella, is this honest? Bella, is this what God wants you to do now? Thank you, God, that now I am not anymore connected to my own power. I am connected to the power of love and acceptance and the power of honesty. Thank you for letting me share and I pass.
0: Thank you, Bella. Larry K, you're
5: up. Thanks, uh, Katie, for your
6: service. Um, Larry K, recovered compulsive reader from Chicago. So, um, in this paragraph, you know what jumps off the page for me is is the word conception, too, because you know conception is is merely a way of you know in which we in which you know something is perceived or regarded, and I can tell you that you know my conception of a higher power before, you know, was uh, very, very narrow and um, and sort of closed off. And uh, today, my conception of a higher power is much more broad and um, it's, it's, a, it's a very workable, merciful, loving conception. And, you know, it's it's interesting because even late in life, you know some thaw had to take place for me, you know, where some of us are in states where you know we got a lot of snow or ice, and uh we expect you know at some point it's going to thaw well well i needed there was a process of thawing that needed to occur, it had to take place where the hardness of my heart had to soften and you know and for me it did and it and it broke into a spiritual feeling. Um, and acceptance over time. And, and the softening of my heart seemed to happen unconsciously, almost in, in, on an involuntary basis, so that the harder I tried to thaw my own heart, that was um, an exercise in futility for me. It wasn't going to work. But that thawing did occur. It's a, it was a vital turning point for me. And the, the process of these action steps <clears throat> what they did is they, <clears throat> excuse me, they moved me incrementally towards self-surrender. That's what these action steps did for me. Over time, it thawed my heart so that I could self-surrender. And so that memories, <clears throat> you know, thoughts, feelings, you know, they can, they, they can accumulate without, you know, the individual even being aware of what's going on. And in a given moment, These subconscious, uh, you know, the subconscious stuff can break suddenly into consciousness. And it it seems that that's what happened to me. And I didn't have to understand it. You don't have to be an expert at this. this. This program's for anyone. We just have to allow the thawing process to take place. And the way I did that was stop trying to analyze it and figure it out and question it and just do it. Just do it and see what the heck happens. I'm so glad that that God allowed me to be willing to see what happens. Um grateful for
0: this program. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry. And Janice, your turn.
7: Yes. Thank you, Katie. Thank you. Uh, my name is Janice M., and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. This one paragraph states a big, big thing for me. It says, God of our own understanding. When I was growing up, I had a God, but I was told, this is what the God, this is what your God looks like. This is what you have to do. This is what you have to believe. You have to believe this, otherwise, you're not going to be saved. So I was very narrow minded when it came to religion, but I didn't have spirituality. So my idea, my conception of God was certain, certain ideas. And, you know, unfortunately, th- that, my own conception didn't work for me, <laughs> so I thought, when I was in the thrones of my disease, because I was still doing my disease, but I wanted that God to help me. And it was very confusing, um, very confusing. So when it, I came to be pummeled by this disease, I said, well, nothing is working. Something's got to change. Something's got to change. i got to have a willingness because nothing works. Not even my own God doesn't work for me because I wasn't working. So when I came in, first of all, I was so willing. I was so willing to start to believe in something else. So what did I do? I first came to way. That was that was a power. Of course, we didn't talk about higher powers. It was all about God. And uh, I had to go somewhere because I didn't know what to do. And then from that, the willingness, the willingness. That's why the second step is if you're not, if if you can do this on your own, you don't need to even have willingness to believe in another power because you can do it. But I couldn't. So the prejudices and the discouragement that I had the uh, that, really deterred me from even opening my mind but the disease convinced me that i you know and my sponsor at the time he they said that they can't give you two things and one is willingness that's what i cannot give any willingness to any sponsee and i can't give them a god of their understanding those are the two things but if it's if we start and if I, because I started with the willingness to believe in something other than my old idea, that's when the door became open. And with that, I passed. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Janice. Melissa, I think.
8: Hi, good morning. This is Melissa C., a Recovered Compulsive Overeater from New York. Thank you so much, Um you know, my um, – what I got out of that, I was thinking about my prejudices towards God and my immature um, notion of God. You know, for me, the God before – before, my God was um, like a genie. And if I said the right words or rubbed it the right way, it would grant me my wishes. And – um that didn't work for me. I um, and I came here very angry at God because I had suffered tremendous loss. And you know, and through that time, I prayed real prayers and cried real tears to have a, a different outcome. Um, you know, we lost a child, and uh, you know that was a genuine uh, prayer and all. You know, and all my. All my prayers and all my wishes didn't make what I wanted to have happened, happen. It turned out different, and, um, and so when I came here, I was not only beaten down by the disease, but I was so angry at, at the God of my non-understanding who didn't grant me my wish, and um, and so I bristled at the thought of God uh, because I was sure that God, if God did exist, God could not have any love for me. Um and yet a reasonableness because I was I was a mess and yet it dawned on me that despite it all I still want to live. You know, I had I had other children, I had a family, I had this desire to live, otherwise I wouldn't have been here. Um and yet here I was, um, waking up in the middle of the night, unable to sleep because I was killing myself with the food and the indigestion was was crippling and my fear that I was going to drop dead um, and leave my family in a really bad way. Um, I was desperate and so then I was willing to say, you know what? I want to live and there must that for me was my higher power. My initial higher power was what is this thing inside of me that wants to endure? No matter how much pain I'm in, I still want to live. And that's where the willingness began for me. And when I really listened to the words, um, I remember the first time hearing it even on this meeting. It was like an epiphany. I realized that um, my conception of God, it was okay that it, it could evolve and change and that all I had to do was slowly let go of my hurts and pain and that, I didn't have to wear it like a badge of honor. It wasn't bringing me any more comfort, um, but my desire to live, and um, and that's where it really began. And so the willingness, um, you know, <laughs> gets broad and roomy, and, uh, you know, my definition of God is um, in, in the things that allowed me to go on, the people that showered me with love, um, even though I didn't get what I wanted, I got exactly what I guess was supposed to happen.
0: And, um, you know, and that's where my higher power lives today. With that, i would Thank you.
9: Uh, Paula D., you're up. And thank you. Thank you for your service today. Much appreciated. Uh, my name is Paula D., and I am a compulsive you to recover by the grace of God. You know, I want to zero in. Oh, boy, don't I, though? It really hits the target, doesn't it? That first word, when. So be very clear. This is what's going to be spoken of. Therefore, what's it there for? Further directions, further explanation. We speak to you of God. We mean your own conception of God. Whew, what a relief. I was chasing the wind. I wanted someone else's conception of God, not my own. And then finally, I came in for a landing. I finally came in for a landing. Does it not say here our own conception, however inadequate, was sufficient to make the approach and to effect a contact with him? Isn't that what a plane does when it comes in and you hear it's making its approach finally coming in for a landing? And that's what it does here. At the start, oop, ba-boom, there's the landing. Contact is made. That was all we needed to commence spiritual growth, to affect our first conscious relation with God as we understood him. Again, again, clearly, not any other name, any other person, you, this is a personal thing, as the willingness, a personal thing. But then it goes on from therefore to afterward, afterward, wow, wow. We found ourselves Seek and you will find find what you seek. Accepting many things that seemed entirely out of reach. Oh not for me. Oh yes. Joyous, happy and free, no matter what the circumstances, that cannot be. With God it can. And then it says and I love this. So we used and look at this again personal our own conception, however limited it was, a beginning it was. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Paula. Okay, who else would like to share on this paragraph? Amy W. Sarah W. Vasa O. Okay, Amy W., Sarah W., and and Sharon H. Okay, Amy Hi. W., Sarah W., Basa, Sharon H. Go ahead, Amy W.
10: Hi, good morning. Good morning, Katie. Thank you for your service. Amy W. calling from California. Um, I just want to pick up on this line. If we wish to grow, we had to begin somewhere. And I, um, you know, I just really love these words, grow and begin, to grow or to become better, to improve. We have to begin somewhere, and with what? And this word has been discussed a lot today, the willingness. Um, a little over two weeks ago, I picked up uh, one of my alcoholic food substances after you know a year and a half of recovery. Now, in, this food substance was packaged yeah, in a pretty name, but there were no two ways about it. I picked up and then ate the whole box um, by the grace of my higher power and perhaps uh, due to a you know, fairly strong in my view, I guess, uh, program prior. You know, I'm absent for two weeks today, but, you know, clearly something was up for me. You know, um, there was a lack of growth, a lack of willingness, um, because in this 12-step program of recovery, you know, I know I don't just, we don't just pick up. So this gave me a chance to grow and to start with a willingness again, and the willingness in this case for me to scrutinize over my food plan. And while, you know, I was using food substances that I wasn't binging on or causing me to go back to uh, alcoholic foods, you know, I um, was using them for comfort. And um, and I can't use food as comfort and not my higher power at the same time. It, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, so I kind of looked at it as, you know, if we're on a boat and we're a few degrees off true north, over time, over a week, month, year, year and a half, two degrees isn't a lot, perhaps in a few minutes, but two degrees over time is a huge uh, way off course. That's how I looked at it. So I'm very grateful today for this program, for this meeting, my goodness, for this meeting, and um, especially for willingness and growth. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Amy W., Sarah W., your
11: turn. Good morning. Thank you for your service, Katie. I'm Sarah W. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader. Um, you know, I I was really fortunate with the second step because I had a <laughs> my second sponsor was a, a, a four foot eleven, and I'm five foot seven, but she was four foot eleven and and uh, younger than me actually, and uh, she had a lot of big book experience. And we were like mutt and Jeff, but she told me that um if I if I just kept my mind open and if I kept it simple, um and I set aside my old ideas, that was one of the big parts of it, that I could um, define for myself what my higher power could be for me. And it needed to be big enough to do you know, to be there for me in all ways, shapes, and forms, and and whatever I needed it to be, that would grow. And what what that was, what those characteristics were, I would tend to become as. And that was such an enlightening um, thought that, you know, those characteristics of goodness um, and um, wisdom and uh, complete um, acceptance, and, you know, whether it be maternal and all those things. But, you know, I had a lot of background uh, garbage that was really related to um, my rebellion regarding uh, what my parents brought me up with because it wasn't done in a gentle, um, you know, this is something that you can find for yourself. It was like you're going, you're going to do this, this is the way it is. There was no personal experience for me unfortunately and and in this particular religion there was a lot of beauty to it so you know this was my prejudice because this is what I what what I perceived so when i was given this idea that i could have my own and make my own and it has it has proved true it really has uh, not to say that i you know, I'm all, uh, all those wonderful things all the time, but I, I do try to aspire to those things, and that has been such a beautiful gift, and I'm so grateful for it, and with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sarah W., and Vasa O., you're up.
12: Yes, thank you, Kate, Katie, for your service today, and good morning, everybody. I'm Vasa O., Recover Compulsive Over calling from Florida, and I was very confused about God over my lifetime before I came to the programs. My old conception of God was um, like Santa Claus up in heavens with long beard, and uh, as a matter of fact, you know like you know when when i when we came in America, Santa Claus had the red clothes, so I guess he changed from dark clothes to red clothes with a white beard. And uh, kind of watching down, you know, on earth and taking notes what Vasa's doing, how she's behaving. And uh, because I didn't want to burn in hell, so I tried to be a good daughter, good wife, or whatever, you know. And uh, um, again, and I remember calling on God every once in a while before I came to the program in emergency, like 911, you know, like when things were really, really bad, you know, uh, and I would get on my knees and I prayed to God. But I think the last, you know, uh, when I was like 19 years old, something horrible happened in my house, and I remember getting on my knees and saying to God, please, just take me. I cannot deal with this anymore. I cannot tolerate this anymore. And just take me. Well, he didn't take me, you know. This had to be more suffering than you know. And then, uh, again, you know, um, when I was with my daughter, I remember going to church, you know, for the first time in a long time because I was afraid to have the baby, you know. So it was more like an emergency when I called on God. It was not, I did not have a relationship with God, you know, on a daily basis. And, uh, again, I guess I had enough pain and suffering till I came to the program. And again, I was I grew up grew up with fearful, punishing God. I projected that on God, and then got, growing in a communist country, there was no God. So I had a lot, a lot of mixed messages. But anyway, I, you know, the sponsor that brought me to the program, she talked at me for a whole week, you know, before I came to for my first meeting. And this is what she she did, you know. We didn't read the the book yet, but it's she gave me what she got from the big book, you know, and uh, I was just so so ready and so willing, you know. I said I just didn't want to die, so my conception of God today is, uh, you know, before I used to imagine like by pictures and stuff like that. My conception of God is is a divine power, energy, courage wisdom, this has been gradual growth, you know, and gradual healing over the years, you know, but I needed to surrender with the food first, you know, and I remember saying, God was doing for me what I couldn't do for myself, so I remember saying, you know, if God is doing for me, you know, with the food, I need to trust and believe God that he would take care of me in other areas of my life, but the trust and the belief became, it It was like a mustard seed, you know, it was like a little teeny seed, and it has sprouted over the years. It, I'm a gardener, I, I love to garden, so when I put the seed, you know, and I see how, and it has to have a good soil, nice fertilized soil, and I see that, see that seed coming through to grow up to mature a plant and to get the fruit, and it's a miracle, and it's a miracle to have, you know, to have a child, you know, how the baby starts in the womb and how the baby matures and, you know, and it's just a miracle. It's a miracle. So um, I'm just so grateful to be back again and to just go back again where I was and where I am today just to be grateful. Thank you for letting me share in our Thank
0: you, Basha. Sharon H., your turn. So I wanted to unmute thank him. you, Katie.
13: Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um, yes, this is Sharon H, uh, recovered compulsive overeater in Colorado, saved by God's grace in these 12 steps. And I just wanted to zero in on uh, two paragraphs. Do not let any prejudice you may have against spiritual terms deter you from honestly asking yourself what they mean to you. But if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere, however limited it was. And um, I came into this program in 1981 uh, after uh, quite a spiritual experience in another program. But my main concern at that point was um, I had been in a deep depression, gained weight, and I had to get it off because I'd been obsessed with food, weight, and dieting since I was an adolescent. And so um, it took a long time for me, so by the time I reached this phone line meeting, which was in July of 2012, um, I uh, came in with a lot of shame, a lot of prejudice, I'd been in the program, I'd, I'd done several inventories, I'd done very different aspects of OA, and in my uh, sick mind, it said none of them worked, and this wasn't going to work, and I felt like such a failure because I had experienced such freedoms uh, from a mother addiction in another program. But I am so grateful that I started when I did, and we all do it, and we're going through it again, and for me, it was in the uh, doctor's opinion. Uh, I... Uh, set aside all my prejudice, I had to set it aside, I even have a set-aside prayer that help me with that, and I listened to the truth, the sobering facts of this disease, that I did have a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and that's what I had not believed to the core of my being, like I did uh, in a desperate time in my life several years before, and so it was just like God shining that light into my darkness and my mind, to show me the absolute truth. And um, as a result of that, I listened to what people said. I listened to, I got a notebook from the dollar store. I I was like I was in a college class, a text, and following these directions line by line, paragraph by paragraph. And today I have been set free by God's grace. I live in these steps. I don't just, well, yeah, I got to work them too, but... They've gone from working to the, uh, being a working part of my life. And I'm so grateful for that because I had so much shame because I've been around for 30-some years. But someone else shared on one of these lines when I first listened that she, too, had that same experience. And I was so ashamed to even share anymore because I I knew about this and that it didn't work. So I am just so grateful to be here today. I'm grateful to all of you out on the line. Keep coming back. It will work. And uh, thank you for letting me share.
0: Thanks, Katie. I pass. Thank you, Sharon. Um, would anyone else like to share on this paragraph before we move on? Burda. This is Deanna Okay, I heard Berta, Deanna, and who was the other one? Carolyn H. Carolyn H. Okay, Berta, go ahead.
14: Hi, I'm Berta F., a Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Illinois. Thank you, God. It says here in this paragraph, if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. So we, we're warned way back in the doctor's opinion, the only relief is total abstinence from my alcoholic foods, so I don't trigger that physical allergy that triggers me to get into the obsession of the food. But then they also tell us from the very beginning that a spiritual experience is going to be the cure here. And so it's no surprise that we're being t- talking about God. So we use our own conception however, limited. And as I was listening to people share, I I thought back about how I began and how frightening it was because by that time I I had tested every spiritual religion and organization along my path in my life and always finding it failing me in some way. And it reminds me, I, I'm I'm an artist, not a professional artist, but I do enjoy art, drawing, painting. It reminds me of when I was a small child, and I had got that first box of eight crayons, and my stubby little fingers just scribbled all over the page, and I was so delighted. And they would say, what is that? Well, whatever was on my mind is what it was. And for me, that was me and the food, just all those colors and just no organization just you know willy-nilly with the food and then when i was older someone well the box of 64 crayons came along how confusing was that (laughs) and staying in the lines and grass is green and sky is blue and there were rules and then when i was nine years old my mother had a friend who had coffee with her once a week and she was drawing a human face and she told me how she did it, and gave me a blank sheet of paper and said, Now you try. I remember being so afraid. My own conception of a human face, no there were no lines to stay in. There were no guides as to what color it should be. But I did. I picked up the pencil, and I tried to drive my own conception of a human face. Thank you, God, for that little guide that came along in my life that gave me the experience that I enjoy today at As an artist and as my journey continued on I became more and more creative and enjoyed it more and more most everyone has a God-given talent whatever it might be and that happened to be mine it just took someone to come along and hand me a blank piece of paper and say now you try it and you know thank God a sponsor people in these meetings and the men who wrote this book showed me how to do it and said, Now you try it and I hope I continue to grow in my spirituality, just like I grow in my experience with art. The more I practice, the more I observe other artists, then the more I can enjoy it and expand it. Um so it is a beautiful journey and it works. It's worked for me, so I'm very grateful today and thank you for allowing me to share. I pass.
0: Thank you so much, um, Berta F. And Deanna,
15: you're
4: up. Thank you. My name is Deanna B. I'm a recovered, compulsive overeater. And uh, I just had to come in. I did not hear the reading. I'm going to be leaving in about 15 minutes for my brother's funeral. And I'm back in sunny Chicago. And that's sarcastic. Anyway, uh, in listening to the comments this morning, I guess what brought to my mind is the shame that I lived with. You know, I came into uh, OA in 1976, I believe it was, and through the grace of God and and, uh, OA, I will have a year next week of my abstinence and freedom, freedom from the food the neutrality that I thought was impossible. And I have something here that it's like God has been talking to me in in some of my readings, most of my readings. You know, accepting ourselves is the first step toward recovery. Letting go of the shame about who we are is the next important step. I will watch the signs that I have fallen into shame's trap. And my higher power, my, my higher power, I believe, is on my right shoulder. That devil, which I call the disease, is on the left, and they fight. But my higher power speaks to me through you. And somebody spoke this morning, and I felt the need. Last night I was pushed. I don't call people. I, it's, been a long, it's been difficult for me to get a network, and I'm beginning to get it. I called two or three people that were on Pacific Time last night because it was late, and I, I was getting upset. And then I called my sponsor this morning and you know, it's God, that's not me, that's not normal for me. And I just want to say I love you all and I'll take you with me and my uh, pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Deanna B, and I'm so sorry for your loss. It's really sad. Carolyn H., you're up. Good morning. This is Carolyn H. from Massachusetts. I am um, I I am so grateful that I was able to understand only because of this program, only because of this book, that I could have my own understanding of spirituality and a higher power that works for me. And God in my life today is doing such amazing things. And just as it promises me, in the back, and on page 164, the more I learn, the more is revealed to me. And I am so grateful for that because the more God reveals to me, the more I want to know. And the more I want to know, the more He reveals. And it continues so that I continue working on myself. I continue doing this book with people because I need to be able to do is each time it changes because every time more is revealed to me and the more I I work on myself through this book, the more I have to continue the process of going through the steps over again. And I have people question me and say, why do you feel like you have to do the steps more than once? And I say because Every time I do them, I get a new understanding of who I am in my relationship with God. And so I do them again for the new person that's emerged. And I am so grateful that I, that, and that's just for me, what works for me. And I'm grateful to God that I can see this today, that I feel worthy of his love, his kindness, his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy all those beautiful things that I deserve and have always deserved all my life that never felt that way before. And with that, I pass.
16: Linda M. Okay, Linda,
0: Linda M. Yes, we have time for two more people on this paragraph. So I'm in sure a chair. Out. Okay, good. Okay, Linda M., Anita J., and Sue G., and if you could all just, you know, keep it. um...
16: Okay, go ahead, Linda. I just remember first coming to OA, and I was so angry with my higher power that I had to use the group as my higher power. They were my God. They were the ones I had to turn to. Because I was so angry with God that there was no way I could lean on Him. There was no way I could look to Him for help. And it was through the grace of my group and their support that I was finally able to turn my life over to God and let Him help me carry me through. But it took months and months of their help and their support to finally allow my higher power in. And now I can say that God is closer to me than I have ever been in my entire life. And my spirituality has just grown and grown and grown over the years because of them and the help that they gave me. And I thank you all, past.
0: Okay, thank you so much. Um, Anita J., you're next. Thank you, thank you, and thank you for your service. Thank you for the 300-and-something people on the line. This is Anita J., recovered one year today. Well, I haven't been recovered one year today. I've been absent one year today. I started listening 13 months ago, and I want to talk about this particular thing is that I thought I had already done this work. If there's anything that held me back all these decades, it's that I thought I had done it. I had gotten God, I thought, out of that black and white God that I was raised with and um, and came in here. And I got God messages, but it was like I kept them on the shelf. I didn't know it. Calling on them when I wanted to. And why didn't it work? Now I see a God in my life. How I see it isn't just that abstinence. It's, Anita, is this you doing all this sponsoring, caring about so many people, um, coming up with a network, which you could call more, but you've got this list. It's it's all in the outcome. I used to think, okay, I've got it now. God has given it to me. I've got it. That's not how you know. That's not how I knew. Now I know by the look of other people. And um, I am just very humble. And I didn't know that I wasn't before, but that's what held me back. I thought I knew. I was so afraid not to know. You know what? Just to let go everybody a little bit and see what else you, you should find out about life. I stepped inside my conception. I didn't even know it. I stopped believing, in, or not not believing, but stopped listening to Anita. You know it. You know it. No, no, you don't know everything. Look at you. And so now I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for every ounce that's come off, I, every movement of my sponsee. I pray for the one that I had to let go of. It's, it's just, it's all there. I um, what a life has promised us, folks. If we could just let go and um, follow him. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. And Suji, time for you. Thank you. Hi,
15: it's Suji from uh, the City of Sisterly Love so if we wished to grow, we had to begin somewhere. So we used our own conception, however limited it was. Well, yes, I guess I came into OA with um, a certain awareness that doom was approaching me if I didn't uh, reset my compass. And so thinking about it, I'm aware I, that the rewrite of of what I've found in recovery is that I really was was willing to give up the food from day one when I walked into OA. That was, that was my OA decision, come in and give up the food. And what I found here was ever so rich. I found the fellowship. I found the big book in detail, uh, in a detail that was very satisfying to me. So I think... The God of my understanding, it was pretty well developed, and I was pretty conceited about it. I really had, I had the whole universalist picture why I really got it. But what opened up to me is a quest of willingness to not know and to honestly admit it now to God, to myself, and to you. And and what's happened And I have no idea when did this happen, how did it happen, but it happened since I came here to this fellowship, to this meeting, to to all of you. I'm in a place where I learn from everybody. Sometimes it's totally overwhelming, but it just reminds me of piano lessons, something that I did know, kind of a step six from childhood, which is the artistic in me. I'm very musical. And the message of piano lessons was practice. And if you're practicing this week for two minutes a day, next week you can try four minutes and then you can try eight minutes. And, well, you won't get to infinite minutes, but you'll get to a manageable number of minutes to practice and to love what you're doing, to feel passion, to share it with others, to share it with my husband, and forget about lymphoma, remember him. Wow, what a gift. Thanks for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you so much, Sue, and thank you to everyone. Hi, can you tell me what page you read from today? Page 47, the first paragraph. Thank you to thank everyone you. who has shared. We will now close with a reading from the big book on page 154, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Press star one. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, will Michelle H. please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.